0: Hi, everybody. It's Mike Hancock here. I'm the chairman of the Circle of Excellence Group of Companies. Today, we're going to talk about personal branding. So we're going to jump straight into this because this this is really about how to build a very, very strong personal brand. And I'm going to use some of my own experiences here, but I'm also going to give you some facts and and a little bit of data from around the world as well. Feel free to jump in, and we're going to get started um, very, very soon because I want to start with this. I want to start by finding out from you guys and feel free to put it in the chat, what in your mind is a personal brand? Hi to Andre, it's lovely to have you on the call as well, um, all the way from Wanganui. So jump into the chat and tell me, what do you think is a personal brand? As we're doing that, i am interested to see if you have any people that you think also has a very, very strong personal brand as well. So feel free to do that and uh, and pop that in, in the chat also. So Carol says a recognizable identity. Christine is an impression that gives to others even when they don't know you. How you're seen, Melanie uh, Rothman says. Stephanie says your uniqueness. Okay, these are all very, very good comments. And I think what I'm seeing here is it's really about um, what you're coming up with here. Steve says a brand, personal brand's a way of making you easily identified. What you're coming up with here is almost like a sliding scale between um, something that makes you a little bit unique and a little bit different to something that really identifies you very clearly in the marketplace. How you show up as Karen says, Owning your narrative, Uh, and dealy says, uh, that's, uh, that's good. That's another aspect of it as well. Pamela says, a visual and written representation of your business, your value proposition shown visually. So we've got lots of different comments there. Let's have a look. Reputation, which often people confuse with personal branding, is really about credibility. So we're not talking about credibility here. We're talking about your visibility and outwardly representing the values that you stand for. That very clearly is what a personal brand is about. It's about visibility of you and what you stand for and the values that you have and representing those outwardly. It's not about your credibility at all. So. With that, thank you for... So that's why I said you guys have come up with sort of a sliding scale of between personal brand is sort of like showing myself in the marketplace to like being this thing. And the reason why I picked um, before Johnny Depp as the the background picture there is because that's a person who has an incredibly strong personal brand. And he's sort of part one of his character's part rock star, part movie star, part celebrity. And it's very clear with Johnny Depp that he's a little bit unique. Um, You know, he's a little bit different. He's a little bit etheric. All of those sort of things are are, are definitely uh, come into it when you think about Johnny Depp, part bad boy. Absolutely. Pam, that's exactly right. So, Let's start by looking about at what affects your personal brand. And these I, I sort of looked at as the seven sins against your personal brand. Things that you do that really damage your brand very easily and very quickly. Firstly, is the whole concept of arrogance, okay? There's a very big difference between um, somebody who is pushing the boundaries somebody who is very astute and very direct and somebody who is very arrogant so the minute you slide into arrogance and sometimes I walk that fine line myself people go no you couldn't Mike but yes those of you that know me know that I can move into arrogance occasionally a lot less in my older ages than maybe 20 years ago however but that can really damage your personal brand when you get on your your soapbox and you start getting arrogant and start telling people the way it is. And I remember being out to coffee with somebody who's uh, quite a well-known person in their country. Um, Not many of you would know them, but uh, I remember that the waiter mucked up their coffee and he looked at the waiter and said, don't you know who I am? And I thought to myself, this ain't going to end well. And the guy said, no. So then he told him who he is and the guy said, I've still never heard of you. you. What do you expect? Complacency is another thing that can really affect your personal brand as well. So staying in the same spot, thinking that nothing's going to change, thinking that you're always going to own this part of the marketplace, that type of thing, that can affect your personal brand. Of course, being unethical, that will totally affect your personal brand. And, you know, there's always boundaries. There's always boundaries in deals that you do. There's always boundaries in offers that are made to help you. There's boundaries in um, doing things online. For instance, you know, looking at, uh, you know, I was reading actually uh, just earlier because I'm doing some research. I was reading about the number of people that are now putting negative reviews on their competitors' uh, sites to bring their Google ratings down and things like that, you know, totally unethical stuff. Poor results um, can also affect your personal brand. So that means getting poor results for your clients. That means um, not doing well yourself, which then people will sense that destruction within you also. Then, there's of course, there's neglect. And, you know, all of us are human. We all neglect our brands, our personal brands from time to time. We get tired of them. Uh, we get busy, we do other things, we, we focus on other stuff so that neglect um, can come in. And then there is definitely the quality of your network can affect your personal brand. I mean, who are you hanging out with? Who are you being photographed with? Um, are they the right people? Do other people feel that they want to be part of your communities if you are hanging out with the wrong type of people? And then the last one is just your general overall attitude that can definitely affect your personal brand. The other thing is, and this one came from some recruiters, and I like I like this because you know this also goes into those of you that are tendering for contracts or or trying to break into businesses to get work. This is um this is the reasons people don't get jobs. 23% of people are lying about their qualifications. In other words, lying about what they've done. And that, that doesn't bode well, does it? Okay, so make sure that your content that you're putting out in the marketplace is right. And then there's the whole posting about, you know, I got smashed last night or this is my view on this and everything like that. So that's a high percentage of people that recruiters are telling us that are actually they're finding that are posting about, you know, things that we are probably not the right things to post about. And then there's provocative content. Now, this is an interesting one because as you know, Lundy and I are big fans of polarizing your audience. So, you know, if you're posting um, something that's uh, particularly politically bent, uh, particularly, um, let's just say you're a hardcore vegan and you think all meat eaters, you know, should be put to the sword or something like that. You know, there's a, there's a place for doing this, so you have but you have to be careful because you have to realize that you're not going to get work if your content that you're putting out there is too provocative. Then, bad grammar and spelling you know i don't know how many times we've we've had spell checked and grammar checked the the book that's coming out in a couple of weeks that we've been involved with i'm sure there's still some mistakes in there but there's a hell of a lot less than what there was you know 3 months ago 2 weeks ago etc um discriminatory comments and they can be done so easily and it could be in a you know There's an old saying when you say, uh, who do you barrack for in rugby? And they they say, oh, I barrack for, you know, France and anybody else who's playing Australia. So, you know, that can be taken really wrong as well. So be careful about those. And then also unprofessional (laughs) name. So look at how you're branding yourself as well. There are some really crazy brands that I see on LinkedIn that people are putting behind their names these days. And obviously, they're turning people off. Having said that, whilst these are personal branding pitfalls, they're also things that could be polarizing strategies as well. So I'm interested in going to the chat before we move on and asking you guys if anybody wants to give me any feedback. And uh, if you feel like you want to raise your hand or do something like that, do so. But if anybody wants to give me any feedback on... What they feel they do that could be a bit of a personal branding disaster, but maybe they do it on purpose. Is there anything like that that comes from anybody here? Mike, something that um, somebody has pointed out to me. I've got a temporary email address that has a nickname of mine, and then Gmail. Okay, and they've come to say, like, hey, you can't do that the proper website because when people look at 3 03com they're like this is not a real genuine person but there's some yeah i think that well that's an interesting one i saw your name uh your hand up philippe as well that's an interesting one because um it's obvious to me when i see that email address that your name is steve johnson and you've got an O3 behind it, so there's there's going to be a lot of Steve Johnsons in the world. So I didn't really see that as a problem. Um, there is, uh, you know, there are certain email addresses though that you you may want to not use professionally, um, like Sexy Steve, for instance, uh, or something like that. that uh, that might be might be the one. And a, a number of people have them. There's, that's for sure. There's people on this call that actually have some quite interesting email addresses and I won't mention names, Um, but but, uh, they may be personal email addresses, but sometimes you end up using them in a business context. Um, Philippe, uh, your your comments and then we'll go to Carol. Yeah, I just want to say for me, for example, I comment on uh, the traditional way of do project development and stuff like that. And I have quite a polarizing view. Um, and I know that some people really don't like that. At the same time, it gets me client. So, but it's not really being naughty or anything. It's just having a very strong opinion based on certain experience that I just put out there. Exactly. And there's a whole difference, as I said earlier, about between assertiveness and aggression. So hmm. if if you come across with an assertive um Placement of how you feel about your brand, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think that's fine, and it doesn't matter if it upsets people, mm. um, providing you're upsetting people who are going to be upsetting anyway, and you don't want them as clients. Um, when you're upsetting people who you do want as clients, that's when you're when you're going over the top. Carol, over to you. Yeah, um, I I write a weekly newsletter to my list, and I used to begin it, "Hello Frenchies." And for me, that's kind of affectionate. It's a way of pointing out that I'm not French, but they are. Uh, But somebody said to me that maybe French people would not like that. And I said, well, I'm not saying hello, froggies. Hello, Frenchies is kind of nice. uh, But uh, I listened to what what, uh, was said to me and I changed it to hello, network, which is kind of boring. It, yeah, I, I quite like Hello Frenchies, Philippe. You're French. Would you do? You, would you prefer Hello Frenchies, Hello Froggy, or Hello Network? Uh Hello Froggy. That's that's a bit, you know. Um, Hello Frenchies. I think that's that's okay. But again, depends on the context and how you you know present things. Uh, some people use that in a derogative way, but that's quite rare. Um, right. I think Frenchies is good. Hello Network. That's you know. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. You've got you've got some more feedback. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, Sam says I don't usually pay attention to spelling as long as I think you get the message. And I think in terms of like WhatsApps and things like that, I think that that's fine. Some people are real sticklers for that when it comes to when it comes to email. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Christine says, um, Philippe, that's a good area to have a strong opinion on. Project management is ready to be disrupted anyway. So you've got some support there. So great comments and feedback, folks. Let's move on. Now, Corbus is not on the call today. I sort of hoped he was, but you know, some of us in our personal brand have an alter ego that naturally develops out of us. So this is Corbus now. Corbus the Viking, and he's embracing more and more his um, Vikingness as things go on. But when you look at um, his brand development, and uh, which is you know steve you and i were talking about last week when you look at this from from Corvus, the superman which you know we also said it's um you know it's a guy in tights um uh, doesn't really have a strong personality um you know sort of rescues people uh Somebody said, yeah, it can be for children, all of that sort of thing into the Viking sort of aspect, which is explorer, trader, um, don't mess with me. I know what I want, all of that sort of stuff. And naturally also embracing the look of that. People are just resonating more and more with this brand as things go on. So it's not for everyone to have an alter ego. I'm not suggesting that you become like... um, Pamela, the, the you know, pirate or something like that, although that could be pretty cool, right? So um, I'm not suggesting we all do that, but some of us naturally sort of morph to an alter ego. And where you have to be careful with this is that if you do naturally morph to an alter ego, then you have to make sure that you are still the same person off stage than on stage at the pub with your friends than in the business or in the boardroom so if you don't if that older ego is an act so you can see aspects of um of johnny depp's true personality and when he plays uh you know uh, in pirates of the caribbean for instance you can see aspects of his personality but if he was, you know, if we thought he was Captain Jack, and then we met him and we found out that he's actually this very astute, um, deep-thinking person, philosophical, et cetera, et cetera, we might get some concerns about doing business with him. Um, the one I, I noticed uh, recently, as I watched uh, Lundy and I watched a Netflix. Um, documentary on Arnold Schwarzenegger. We were talking to Chris about it last week. And then we actually saw a a new uh, show that he's on. And we watched that new show that he's on as well. And it was so interesting that they must have been filmed about the same time because he's the exact same person in his documentary at home as he plays in the role on the new show. So you can go, well, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, The Terminator's not him. But if he was like The Terminator the whole time, then when we met him, when we saw he wasn't like that, we'd have issues. So your alter ego and you, it has to be an extension of you. It doesn't, it shouldn't be this made up thing that you are uh, about. So let's move on to your brand journey. Now, I used these because to illustrate uh, a journey of you as an individual over a period of time. So this one's over, what, 18 years or something like that. So um, firstly, I'm interested because after I did this slide, I showed it to Landy and she gave me some very, very interesting insights. But I'm interested to find out from you some reactions on seeing this this brand journey, this personal brand journey over what's been 18 years. If anybody wants to give me any feedback at all, you can either put up your hand and and go to the chat. Oh, thanks, Chris. You, you know, we did our performance review yesterday, so you don't have to worry about that. So ageless, that's nice. Um coherent. I haven't aged much, Stephanie. Thank you. Bless you. Um, coherent, yes. Anything else? Just give you a minute to think. Same, same. From casual to sophistication. Yep. OK, that's certainly a Lundy sort of gave me from um, from sort of adventurer to leader type thing, wiser, more consistent, slight cheekiness, always casual to sophistication, but maturing over time. Essence stays constant. Now, that's a good thing. That's that's very good, Steve. Well, well picked up there is I think. What, were, what the reason? I was quite surprised here when I looked for these these particularly photo fo- these photos. Just to give you an illustration, because I wanted to, to illustrate two things by this: is that number one, you have to update the photos consistently. Okay, uh, more affluent. Thank you, Diane. I don't know what that means, but wise but authentic. That's great. Um, and I wasn't doing this to seek compliments, but. First thing was I wanted you to know that you can't just use photos that are one or two or three years old. If you look at twenty fifteen, for instance, that was when I was at my fattest. So if you look at the difference between twenty fifteen and twenty eighteen, there's actually a fifteen kilogram difference. So that's one reason why you um, why you need to to have photos is because you do change. Uh, The other thing is that since i've changed my diet between 2018 and 2022 i've got better skin strangely enough so um so there's things that happen within you that you really need to have regular shoots and things like that there's also poses and things like that that tend to work best for your brand if for instance if you look at my 2005 2008 2018 and 2022 photos they're relatively similar in terms of the pose the The last two are obviously um, further back, but they're relatively similar in terms of the pose. whereas the 2015 and 2011 photos are quite different um, there. So and I think personally here, I think the worst photo of me here is the 2015 photo that we used for a while. Um, I just don't think it's a a good photo, but it was the best in that photo shoot. I don't think I look that healthy. Um, I think I look fat. Um, wasn't the right jacket to choose. The white jacket uh, dumbs down my authority a bit, but at least it's a jacket. You'll also notice that I took to wearing jackets after about 2012 as well. So your brand is Journey, but the Journey shouldn't change too dramatically, but it's okay to make one or two changes. I mean, Madonna did it and she got away with it. Um, so, you know, certain people have done it over time where they've gone from, you know, from black to white, from left to right, from, you know, all of those things from hot to cold. So it's okay to do that once. So from for Corbis moving from being the Superman alter ego to the Viking alter ego, that's great. I think if he then went to being a, no, I don't know, a monk alter eater ego, that probably wouldn't work unless it was still within the Viking scene. Then it could actually work. But where you dramatically change your brand two or three times, you know, you've got to be a very, very special person to, to pull that off. But your brand is a journey. And as Steve says there, your brand can and will evolve over time as well. So don't try and stick to a space. You will get older. so Allow that brand to evolve over time. So. How do you become remembered for a long time like our friend Gandhi here? Well, I really think that this is the the concept of allowing yourself to stick in people's minds long time past you having been in their physical presence. Pam says here, I just did a new photo shoot on Sunday. It moves from a studio shoot to a corporate boardroom. Fantastic. Much better too. Great idea for you. Um, Steve says, my branding's evolving from the wildlife guy to the CEO sage based on my target clients. Great as well. But it's still that CEO sage still has aspects of the bush and wildlife in it. And of course, animals is very much part of your signature. So let's dive into these a little bit and see what comes up. So your values. I know we're not going to get into values today. I know we talk about it a lot. I know each and every one of you have been through values with us quite a bit. So that your values is your GPS system. So I took the three values, of circle of excellence, uh, prosperity, freedom, and purpose. And I really am saying to you that they're a funnel system. So your GPS guides you. Your values guide you to what clients, what deals, what markets you should open, what products you should sell, et cetera, et cetera. But your values are also going to guide you to how that funnel works, because you only want to work with clients that actually you have a values match with. You only want to position yourself so it's easily identifiable for clients to have that values match. And as you say there, Philippe, um, values really help make decisions. So it doesn't matter if you're a retail store, your values will help clients make a decision on you. For instance, if you're the $2 shop or the five Rand shop in South Africa, then, you know, people aren't going to go there to buy a high quality toy for their children that is going to last five years. They're not going to do that. So their values are coming instantly out in your brand. If your brand values are five star, then you are looking for five star customers. You're looking for five star suppliers so your values becomes a gps system and the stronger you are and the more you talk about your values and the more you position your values the more you're attracting and keeping sticky with the right people um values aren't just something that you tuck away and go oh i know what my values are my values are such and such you need to actually be talking about them they need to be in your brochures they need to be on your websites they need to be in your conversations constantly. Um, if you're a speaker from stages, even, you know, if you're uh, pitching in boardrooms, they need to be one of the first things that you talk about. And that way it's gonna create sticky strategies and people are gonna recognize your brand through the values that you stand for. Then the style. Now I took these two photos or I chose these two photos for a particular reason. The guy on the left here, has a nice style but it's not memorable you're not going to remember that for you know months after or days after the guy on the right that's pretty memorable if you can pull it off so here's the thing about style and when I'm talking about style I'm talking about fashion the way you do your hair the way you um the way you present yourself and present yourself physically, statement rings, jewellery, all of that sort of thing, is that you want to become memorable, but don't move into the clown persona to become memorable. So you may dress very well like the guy on the left, but for most people, um, that's not memorable. <laughs> we have a purple guy in this group. We actually do Philippe Keith Mason, AKA the purple guy. So he is a Circle of Excellence member from Northland in New Zealand. Very, very true. So uh, that's not Keith Mason in the photo though. So if this guy on the right here is dressing like this and going to meetings, if he turns up later on in a black suit, he's not going to be recognised. He's not going to be remembered then and he's going to create brand confusion. So if you do these type of things, then you have to be prepared to stick with them. I know the times that I've turned up to speak and I'm not wearing my signature shoes, people go, where's your shoes? <laughs> and I go, I've got a sore foot today or so I forgot them or something like that. And they go, they chastise me and they say, no, no, we we want to see you in your shoes. So um Goodness help me if the shoe company ever goes broke, but uh, that's part of it. once you embrace these type of things, you've got to stick with it to a to a degree. So when I want to tell you about style, I want to give you some examples of style. Um, this is Alison Mooney. She's a, a friend of ours from New Zealand. Um, she is a speaker. Uh, that's what she does. She gives keynotes, and this is her signature signature style. I clipped these straight off her website. So as you can see, it doesn't matter whether you're having lunch with Ali at her house or sitting in the airport lounge with her or, you know, at a business meeting, this is how she looks. When she goes out with her husband to do the shopping, this is pretty much how she looks. You won't see her in a track pants, et cetera. In fact, I've been in airports with this lady where people walk up to her and say, are you Ali Mooney? And she says, yes. And they say, oh, I saw you speak about 10 years ago at such and such. You were amazing. Now, they probably don't remember the talk. They remember would have remembered that they laughed a lot because she's really good. But she has a particular style. And essentially, it's these colours that you're seeing here that are very um, bold colours. But it's also the signature glasses that go with it that she wears pretty much all the time these days. Here's another signature style. Now, I think I've got my friend Anthony on the call. I think I saw you come in here, Anthony. So I'm so glad you're here because Anthony has such a great signature style. You know, this is him the jacket, casual t shirt underneath, or sometimes a collared shirt, the beard always well trimmed, great haircut, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Sometimes he wears glasses sometimes not, but he has a really good signature style. He always looks identifiable. He's very identifiable. So, and also in his signature style, if you look to the right of this screen, you'll see some of his content um, there that he's got up. So this is a TED talk, obviously, but that's some of his content. So the way in which he presents his content is very um, hand-drawn, and handwritten in that type of font, so it's very much a style of his. A handsome bloke, Philippe says. So that's great. <laughs> very much okay. So the other thing with style is, once you have style, you can get sponsored. So now most of you know that uh, you know I have shirt sponsors. I have. Uh, I used to have a jeans sponsor. I don't at the moment. They went broke during COVID. Uh, Shoe sponsor, you know, that's typically the the types of shoes that come out of my shoe sponsor there. That's one of his latest ones. Um, Selling that for only $85 at the moment. It's on special on his website. So Maya Shoes and I have been together for a number of years. Um, I also have um, a, a particular jacket place I go to. I haven't been able to get them to sponsor me yet because it's not run by the owners, but I do buy my jackets from a particular place. So shirts are sponsored, shoes are sponsored. That gives me as, and even if you go back and look through those photos before a particular style style or a particular look, I haven't yet. And I have asked twice. I have um, pitched Gibson guitars on sponsoring guitars for me, but I haven't nailed them yet, but there's no harm in trying. So, Here's the idea is that if you're doing something, if you have a particular style, and there are people there that you can get sponsorship from, and all I've had to do for Maya Shoes is mention them, and I don't even do that a lot these days, it's just a given, um, but for the probably the first 10 years I worked with them, I mentioned them pretty much every time I spoke, and for that, I got free shoes, and as Landy will tell you, you know I have probably more shoes than the average female when it comes down to Maya shoes. I think you know there's probably twenty pairs in my closet at the moment here, plus in storage, plus there's a whole bunch in New Zealand as well. So you can do this. How do you do it? You just ask. And whether it's just getting your clothing sponsored, whether it is getting some money, it depends on what your style is and what you're going for but don't underestimate the value of sponsorship for you and your personal brand. So let's now have a look at some tools that you can use in terms of getting your personal brand out there and building it. I'm going to start in the top right. Obviously, we all know about the social network, so I'm not going to go into that at all, except to say that it's important that you have a consistent um presence on your social media. Don't be one thing. Don't be the party guy on Instagram and then the, the business executive on LinkedIn. You're going to get found out, okay? Then there's all the video shot sites and, and, and photo sites as well. Remember the social rankings, Google reviews, Amazon testimonials, um, LinkedIn recommendations, which to me, out of everything that's relevant here, your personal brand will be affected by the number of and the quality of your LinkedIn testimonials. By the way, I would love anybody on this call to go to my LinkedIn and give us a testimonial. I would very much welcome that. So that would be lovely. I haven't asked for testimonials. I haven't got any in a few months. So if you feel like giving us any sort of testimonial, please go to my LinkedIn and do that. Why am I asking? because also to have current um, LinkedIn testimonials is also something that look people look for because dated stuff affects your personal brand. There's some websites I go to and I go, oh, they've got a blog and I look at it and their last post was in 2018. And I go, okay, they're not serious about this. And whenever I'm taking on a new client, I always look at this sort of stuff, it gives me a feel very quickly. I go look at their LinkedIn, I have a look at, how many testimonials and what people are saying about them. And it really is about the quality of the testimonial as well. Any other commentary that's about you in blogs, forums, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, podcasts are huge things these days. If people are seeing that you're being interviewed regularly on podcasts, it's going to enhance your personal brand. Then there's obviously the social stuff there, business cards. I don't know if any of you use them anymore. Um, Logos. Branding, all that sort of stuff has got to be really in line with your personal brand. Social bookmarking, any of that sort of thing. Anything that you're doing on Pinterest, anything that you've got on Reddit. And then offline networking as well. Turning up at your b i group being exactly the same person that they see online posting every day. That's important. When you go to your first meeting with your new potential client, that they see that you're the type of person that you are appear to be online or when they Google you. And then there's blogging and micro blogging. So all of these are sort of things that can enhance or build your personal brand as well. Thank you, Chris, for for sharing that photo. That's great. So I want to ask you what you stand for. And I want to go to the chat, but I want to give you an illustration. This is Liv Conlon. She's a Circle of Excellence member. A Titanium Circle of Excellence member. Many of you saw photos of Landy and I with Liz, uh, live in um, in Mexico uh, earlier this year when we were building her business. This is her book that's come out just recently um, from the best-selling author of Two Big for Your Boots, which was a big a big seller for her. She bought out a book on her brand, Stager Boss. That's her brand, home staging. How I launched a seven-figure home staging business in under two years and how you can too. I mean, isn't that a great book for people who actually want to get into that side of business or particularly targeted at women? Lots of red in there, lots of authority, lots of standout in a personal brand here. This is a brilliant example of personal branding. The The photo here, which is on Liv's website, that you can get the book in hardcover. You can, you know, look at it on your Kindles and all of that sort of stuff or on your phone. It's all there. It all says the one thing and it all tells you what she stands for. So let's go to the chat and let's see what you stand for. Steve says he stands for living your legacy every day uh, on goodness at a time, one goodness at a time. Philippe values creativity, entrepreneurship, and prosperity, truth in transparency. Thanks, Sam, that's uh, that's great. Any others, what are you standing for these days? Let's just give you a sec to, to get up to speed. Ah, it's interesting, people aren't racing to the chat, which means that they're not exactly sure. There may be some people there that are questioning what they stand for. Power up business with connectivity. Thank you, Christine. That's great. So Stephanie, optimal outcomes, integrity, honesty. Leadership with the soul, And absolutely, 100%. And if you look at live here, Andy Lee, can you see how you could actually build something quite similar? Children's health, Karen. Equality and corporate education. Great. Anthony, Wonderful. Sustainable growth to good hearted organization. He's quiet because I I used him as uh, somebody who's doing a great job in personal branding. Paula, lovely to see you and hear from you. Human connection and my passion cause gender, and my passion and cause gender based violence. Fantastic. Now we're starting to get somewhere. So you have to know what you stand for, and you have to stand for this every single day. And you have to get out there every single day and tell the same story. I remember, um, you know, a lot of people say when they listen to music, they say, oh, that band always sounds the same. Or that that singer's always the same. And I remember watching an interview with Angus Young from ACDC. And the interviewer said to, them, to him, um, you guys have been playing basically the same music for 40 years. Don't you write anything that sounds different? And his answer to them was, do you like your mother's chocolate cake? And the guy said, yes. He said, why do you want to change the recipe? And I thought this was such a fantastic statement because we in business, it's okay to morph the recipe to improve it. But why do we go from a chocolate cake to baking scones So, and expect our audience to come with us on that journey? So everything has to be an enhancement, a growth, the obvious next step in the journey for you. Grooming. I mean, seriously, look at this guy, right? Now, he's not badly groomed, but he's obviously a bit of a lush and a bit of a slob there. And, you know, he looks pretty normal apart from that. He's got a shop-bought suit, shop-bought tie, shop-bought shirt, et cetera, et cetera. He's not related to anyone on here. It's a stock photo. I was very careful about that. I actually thought about going to LinkedIn and finding some people who were, and I thought, no, you might know some of them. But, you know, this isn't bad grooming. He's not a He's not a total slob, but we have to be very careful. You know, if we've got um, facial hair, we've got to make sure that it's, you know, it's in keeping with our brand. You probably don't know who Rick Rubin is, but I was going to use a photo of Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin basically looks like he hasn't had a shave in his whole life, yet he's one of the most successful music producers on, on the planet, behind everybody from um Billy Eilish to to the red hot chili peppers, um, to the beastie boys. So I mean, he doesn't wear shoes. He wears a t-shirt. He's never looked any different. Um he basically looks like a slog, but that's his brand. And that's always been his brand. And he also doesn't play an instrument and doesn't understand music and can't read it or write it. But he's one of the bet that he knows what he likes and he knows what can sell. You can do anything if you start that way. But if you let your standards drop, even just for a moment, it's going to affect your personal brand. So be highly aware of your personal grooming, your personal hygiene, et cetera. (laughs) I just saw your comment, Philippe. Who took my photo uh, off LinkedIn? (laughs) Very good. Habits are another thing. Be really aware of your habits. They really do create part of your personal brand. When we were sitting, um, actually, it was on on the ship. We were recently on a cruise. And Landy was off getting some lunch. And I was sitting there. And I was looking at these people at this other table. And there was this girl there talking and chewing with her mouth open with a whole mouth full of food constantly. And I, I almost felt like going and getting up and going to and say, look, you really need to change this habit because you're probably not going to get a great uh, response from your co-employees. You may not even get a relationship. You may wonder why boys drop you after go- having two or three dates. And, you know, if you go into business, never go to a client lunch because you probably find your clients are going to throw up. Right. And it's so Weird because so many of us are not aware of the habits that we have. Picking, how many people do you see picking their nose in a car next to you? You know, and I'm not talking about even the gross habits like that, but it might be um, various habits that you have. I remember one of our clients, uh, when I first met her many, many years ago, when you asked questions, she would have a habit of pulling her face in a really weird shape. she sort of go, mm, mm, uh, mm. and I'd look at that <laughs> think to myself, my goodness, if you do that in a boardroom, people are gonna think you are like psychologically deformed. And so I literally had to bring it up with her. And when I did, she had no idea that she did it. Nobody had ever told her. And I made it her aware of it. And I noticed that she toned it down over a couple of months. And that toning it down is going to have an effect in people being able to do business with you better. By the way, there are also great habits as well. So if any of you think that you have a great habit that you think really endears uh, yourself to people, feel free to, to, to throw it in the chat. And uh, whilst you're doing that, we'll move on. I wanted to show you some what I thought was strong personal brands. And I really want to finish up with these because um, they're pretty well-known people. Well, they're very well-known people, but they are also very strong personal brands in their own right. So I wanna see if you can recognize the first one, maybe the second one. After that, you should be fine at recognizing them. So let's go to the first one, type into the chat if you know who this is. So let's see if you know who The man in the suit is right here. I'll give you just a couple of seconds to go to the chat. Oh, people are racing to the chat. Okay, you've got it. Um, Dr. John Demartini. Now, John Demartini wears a suit and tie. Here's why he is very memorable and very strong as a personal brand. This is probably the shortest his hair's been for quite a long time as he's getting older now, his hair's normally a couple of inches longer than that. So he has this sort of high forehead, part in the middle, longer hair, suit, tie and kerchief in the pocket. And he always looks like he just came out of a cookie cutter. Now, I was talking to somebody who said that they were at a resort on one of John Demartini's events. And he was actually at the swimming pool talking to people dressed like this. Now, I'm not suggesting you do that, okay? But it's a very recognizable brand for somebody who wears a suit and tie. Who's this? Let's go to the chat and see if you know who this is. And this is a person who also has an incredibly strong personal brand these days that's making her one of the people that um, people want to collaborate with the most, Okay, Miley Cyrus, you've got it. Well done, okay? So she is an incredibly strong personal brand. And it's sort of these days the rock chick brand, which is not how she started off. So she's definitely morphed herself, morphed from Hannah Montana, the innocent girl, to, you know, sort of this sort of um, semi-disco type chick into the rock chick, the tattoos. Um, She's, you know struggling with bulimia and things like that. The hair, the the makeup, the way she looks. She's not necessarily trying to look like a, a runway model or anything like that, but she's an incredible recognizable brand. I probably won't ask you who the last two are, but let's have a look at this guy, right? Now, this is an incredibly strong personal brand, probably one of the strongest personal brands on the planet. The hair, the beard, The way in which he goes about things. (laughs) Philippe says, no idea, just kidding. Um, Richard Branson is an incredibly strong personal brand. Adventure, um, doing things out of the ordinary, taking risks. They're all parts of Richard Branson's personal brand that we can basically go for. Rod Stewart. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) maybe Rod Stewart these days. Okay. All right. The smile. Yep. It's that smile. It's like fuller teeth smile. So, you know, if you've got something flaunted, he probably hated that smile when he was a kid, right? People probably told him he had too many teeth, but every strength, you know, every weakness can become a real strength. If you've got an accent, it becoming a great strength and a huge part of your personal brand. If you've got a speech impediment, it can become a huge part of your personal brand. All of those things can become a huge part of your personal brand. So let's go and have a look at our last person. Yes, and and Richard Branson also laid back is another word that you would use. Now, this time the brand is so recognizable, but what I wanna ask you to do is go to the chat and give me one or two words of what you think this brand is. So one or two words of what you think this brand is. Here we go. So let's jump to the chat. When you see this person, who is obviously who you know, so uh, probably the most recognizable brand on the planet, uh, and give me one or two words that describe what this brand is to you. Monarchy, royalty, consistency, rigid, firm, style, dedication, strength, respect. Wow, these are pretty cool words, right? You know, just beautiful words. for. for how would you like a personal brand where people said you were firm, monarch, royalty, consistent, rigid, style, dedication, strength, respect. They're pretty damn good words. So in a brand, this is the way that Queen Elizabeth carried herself for over 60 or 70 years, um, over 70 years. Her way that she would never respond to negativity, the way in which she would always take things in her stride. The way in which she was consistent in her demeanor, the way in which she led in good times and in bad, the way in which she dressed, the way in which she loved animals, the way in which you allowed her to see certain, she allowed you to see certain human sides of her, but not others. This is all a very, very strong part of personal branding. So, with that, um, what I want to do. To sort of polish this uh, t- today's session off, calmness is another great word. In coming back, is to give you the top tips for pers- personal branding. Firstly, in MySpace, get carefully select your photos. Even in a photo shoot, there's only going to be one or two photos, or there may be none that you actually want to use. So make sure that you choose the right ones. Be consistent in your branding because consistency creates trust. Don't pump up your branding too much and go over the top. You know, just a little south of going over the top is always good. Make sure all of your aligned messaging is aligned so that you're saying the same things across all the platforms, across all the live stuff that you're doing, across the podcasts, across everything. Make sure that you have that consistency. Work constantly on your image so that you're refining your image as you grow older, as you learn new things, as your business grows and develops, as you take it to the next level. And be pleasant and easy to deal with. That is probably the number one tip that I've got for you for personal branding. With that, we've come to the end of our session. So let's just go to the chat and let's also go to any questions or anybody who has their hand up um, who would like to share anything before we say goodbye for today. Thank you. We've got no questions. We've got nothing there from anybody. It's been an absolute joy and a pleasure um, having this time with you. I'm back on the global intelligence update fairly soon, actually. I think it's only about two or three weeks away. So I look forward to seeing each and every one of you then. And uh, keep doing the great stuff. I'll be talking to a number of you later in the week. And we wish you all the very, very best. Bye-bye.